Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations. So that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Welcome to episode number 511 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And it's a very special episode because this is the first time in my podcasting career that I have the pleasure of interviewing a real famous movie star. <laughs> her name is Lara Wagner, and she is the founder of the Sweet Life Whistler, a short-term rental management company in Whistler, Canada. And today yeah. we are talking about how to leverage the film industry to fill your Airbnbs. And that's a topic we never talked about. But, you know, those movies, they have to be shot somewhere and we have beautiful homes. So why not partner with them? We're going to learn all about how to do that. So, Laura, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm actually very overjoyed to be here because not only am I a short-term rental manager, but I am a huge advocate for the film industry and love to support them here in the Vancouver area. I think it's so much fun. It's exciting. It's fun. And you make good money. What's not to love? Right. Exactly. And then you get to meet all these famous people and it sounds like super, you know, super fun. I'm sure, I'm sure they don't cause too many problems. We talked with Jackie, who was, you know, in in your class in Legends X, I think, and she's doing peer space and she gets a lot of professional photo shoots and things like that. And, right. you know, it's nice to work with professional people, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, definitely. But I have to say there's a difference between a six person crew and a 56 person crew. <laughs> so when they're filming in your property, you're more on the 56 mark. So mm. You know, stuff happens, but they are so careful and they take care of everything. I didn't have a problem personally, but I don't want people to think like stuff's not going to happen, but they are respectful, love the crew. They were amazing. Right. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll get into the specifics of <laughs> how we can find, you know, the, the film crews that want to shoot movies in our, in our homes. But yeah. before we dive into that, like, cause you, you were actually in some movies yourself when you were when you were little, right? So I'd love to hear the the background story on that. Okay. Well, one of the reasons why I had brought this up in the forum is because I came to know about renting your property to the film industry by being in the film industry. And I was from the age of five to 17. And when I was, I think it was about seven, we were filming a a first alert commercial in this big, huge house. And I remember as a seven-year-old, you know, stranger danger. And I kept thinking, why do these people let 
strangers into their home. So as a cheeky little seven-year-old, I looked at the host of the home and I said, why do you let strangers into your house? And she very graciously laughed and she said, well, she told me that she had her name on a list and the film industry could rent her house. And I mean, I was seven, but I, you know, ran home and I said, did you know the film industry could rent her house? Like, I didn't even know as a young actress. So that's how I actually came to know at a very young age <laughs> that you could actually rent your home and make money by engaging with the film industry. So I thought, wow. That's amazing that you, at that age, you already saw that opportunity. <laughs> it started with a question, like most, you know, trying to solve a problem, which was, why are you letting strangers into your house? Which I thought was, but you know, curiosity, and then you get into a business. So here I am. Yeah. For the people that are watching this on YouTube, I'll actually go ahead and share some pictures that you've shared with me. So we're looking at this is a poster for a film that you played in. Can you tell a little bit more about this this movie? Okay. Well, actually, this is when any actor or actress goes on an interview for a commercial or for a movie, they bring what's called a composite. So this is actually my composite. When I would go mm. and I would go on like a Quaker Oats commercial or a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial call, I would hand them this. It has my agent's name. So my agent's name at the time is on the bottom there, my agent's phone number and address, my name. And on the back, there's like six more pictures of me with different poses and stuff like that. So I think I'm around 10 in this shot. So this was my composite that I, I handed out to casting directors. Okay. Got it. And we're looking at the next one. This is looks look like this is from a newspaper. Right. So this is from Variety Magazine, which is produced in Los Angeles. And I co-starred, Jasper, that's right. I know you know this, in a show called Oregon Bound. And it was a two-part series. And it was kind of a big deal because it was called an NBC Saturday morning special. And so that... I co-starred in that, and that was my first co-star role in a movie, and I was very excited about that. And that was the advertisement. Um, mm -hmm. See, my, my agent is down at the bottom, too, there, so you can see Ruth Devrin. And yeah, it was so much fun. We went to Wyoming for two weeks and filmed. Right on. Awesome. And then we have one more photo here, and that's, that's actually the movie that is going to come out that was filmed at your property recently, right? Yes, Nikki and Nora. So this is actually airing on October 2nd. It's Hallmark, Love Hallmark. I have to say I watched the trailer. And this, I believe, may be one of those shows that they turn into a series. It is that fun. And it's so well done. The script is amazing. I love it. And it's a real, it's got a little twist to it. I think everybody's going to enjoy mm. that. I love thrillers with a twist. Or yes. a couple twists. <laughs> yes. This is it. Awesome. Well, uh, if you're listening to this, then uh, this movie is probably gone, premiered probably yesterday or maybe like a few days be, or, you know, a few days in the past because it's October 2nd, Sunday, October 2nd that it premiered. Is this a movie going to be worldwide? You know, I don't know when or where it's going to, I don't know where it's going to be released, actually. 
But I'm sure anybody who has access to the Hallmark Channel in whatever form you have access to that, just mm-hmm. do a search for it. And then somewhere down the line, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll pop up. Awesome. So the movie's called Nikki and Nora, Sister Sister Sleuths. Sleuths. Is that you, yeah. Uh, that's, that's how you right. pronounce it? All right. Detectives, anyhow, yes. It, it makes me think of the animal, you know, the, the very lazy animal, the sloth. <laughs> the sloth. <laughs> that's the national... Sure. That's a national animal here in Panama. So there's a is that true? There's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> okay. it's really funny. They're actually called in Spanish. They're called perezosas, which literally means like lazy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I always find that funny. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about how to leverage the film industry to fill the for your Airbnbs because you know this is an opportunity that I'm sure most people are just either not aware of or they have okay. no idea how to you know, how to tap into that. Right. Cause right, right, I imagine right. you don't find these, the film crews on Airbnb or. <laughs> That's right. But I have to say that they are on a site similar to Airbnb, but for the movie industry, the film industry themselves. So, so that's important to know. Do you want me to just kick into that right now then Jasper? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I don't know if, any of you who are familiar with this, maybe you've thought, oh, I'd love to have the film industry come into my home or come into my business or come into my storefront, whatever it is, and film. And you're wondering, how do you do that? Now, all the people out there who haven't done it, they tend to chime in to the conversation. But I have done it, so I just wanted to share this with you. And I'm not an expert, okay? So nobody hold me to anything. I'm just sharing from my personal experience. But I just want to say, The first step that you need to do if you want to rent to the film industry is make sure that you do a a search for film commission. So uh, shout out to Matthew Perry for the BC uh, Film Commission. He helped me uh, figure this out because I wasn't really sure. I know how to contact the film commission in, in British Columbia, Canada, but I didn't know how to do it worldwide. So Matthew Perry gave me a few tips and he's been here with the British Columbia film industry. There's also a Vancouver film industry. So they usually have in UK, like they'll have a British film commission or they'll have like just for Wales, Wales film commission. So yeah, just search for that. I gave you links, Jasper. I'm sure you can make those available to people watching your podcast and just go on and do a search. The second thing that you need to do after you do the search is find out how to upload all your pictures and put your information into the system. And then the third thing is you just have to wait. So here's the deal. You either, it's not like VRBO and Airbnb in that there's so many people and so many properties that they're looking through. You may or may not get noticed off of that. So just be patient. In my neighborhood, they actually will walk door to door. We're a big Hallmark neighborhood. They love to film Hallmark things here. And so we get a lot of knocks on our door. And what I do is I uploaded our properties that we're going to rent to Creative BC, and each property has a property ID. And I just tape that to my mailbox. So if someone's coming through and they don't know anything, like that I'm listed with Creative BC, then they can actually go online and look at it at that point. So first step, find out where your film commission is. Second, make sure that you're listed with them 
And then the third thing is, if someone does call you, then I kind of have a standard procedure with vetting. Now, as a short-term property manager, when people come in and they want to rent from us, especially higher-end properties, we don't just let anyone in. Some of us have a, a vetting process. And so if I get a knock at the door or a call on the phone, I always ask, hey, what type of film is this? Because I really just don't want any film. You know, if you're going to be like chopping people up in a film, I really probably don't want my my property. Personally, I don't want my I don't want that. That's just a personal decision that I've made. So I say, hey, what type of film? What rooms in this building do you want to use? You know, if it's a home, what rooms do you want? The kitchen? You want to, you want to just do an outdoor shot. So I go through that. Who's the production company? Sometimes I actually ask, you know, how much are you, what's your budget for that? Get that kind of information. I want to make sure that the people come into my door are legitimate. And you can dig deeper into that and ask them, you know, are you, are you part of the locations managers guild or the directors association, which they are here in BC. And then people have always asked me too. once you, they say they want to film in there and you're okay with the price. What about the contract? And the first time, you know, we had our lawyer look at the contract and he said, that's just a standard contract. You know, it's what they usually use. Go ahead and sign it. So that's what we did. We just signed the contract that's there. We haven't needed additional insurance. It's covered under the contract. And the other thing you need to know is if you start telling the entertainment industry and the production company who gets a contract to cover their legal hineys, I don't want this contract. I don't know that you can have very big success with them wanting to film in your space because that's something they have to cover themselves. And then the other thing is there could be some damage, a little bit of damage. There's some, things happen. So don't expect that it's not going to happen, but the industry is amazing and they go above and beyond to take care of everything. Yeah. Well, let's start with the first thing you mentioned is because I'm sure that's the first question that everybody has listened to this is, well, how do I get in touch with these people, right? If I want to offer up my, you know, my home for film right. crews. And so right. that what you, what you shared is like just Googling film commission and then location. I just did that. I just chose a city. I chose Austin, right? And okay. I just oh, literally okay. put in film commission Austin and immediately yes. it came up the the Austin, Texas film commission and it has a, an area on the website where it says, list your property as a potential location. Yes. A, yeah. They're very straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> like there's the a button. button. I, I just click it and I can submit my, my home here, which right. is, that's, that's awesome to know. Like, see, I didn't know that. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of people listening to this didn't know that either. So Matthew Perry. Um, thank you, Matthew Perry. Uh, thank you. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a major win to, to start off with. Right. Right. So for anybody who's listening, if you're interested in stepping into the film industry, go ahead fill, and, and go to Google, put in film commission, name of your town, or if it's a very small town, maybe the name of the state, would that be better? Right, right, right. Or the province, whatever. Yes. Yes, yeah. of course. Perfect. Got it. Awesome. So I guess my, my other question is, what about the revenue potential? Like, do you, oh. and how long are these 
I imagine if if they're shooting a movie at your home, it might take more than a day, right? It depends. It depends. In this particular case that uh, I'm going to be talking about, it took one day of filming. So eight in the morning till 1030 at night, filming inside, outside. So it depends. There's so This is what I have to say about the film industry. There are so many variables. You could get a knock and they'll say, we just want to show your storefront. And mm. then they don't come inside. They take a picture, they put that on there, and that's all they do. But for us, so I'm going to talk specifics with us and just know it can run the gamut. If they're going to film one day, I almost guarantee you they need a prep day before and they need a prep day after. Mm. So probably the least amount of time that you're going to give your space over to the film industry is about three days. And then the most, I mean, my goodness, it could be months if they're mm. doing, you know, because if you think about this is a detective series and they're going into different houses, you know, they're in, I think they had 15 or 17 different locations for this one movie. So it's not just all concentrated in one area. So yeah, we had a prep day, film day, prep day. Mm, got it. So they rent it, they rent it for three days. How does right. the how does the daily rate that you can charge compare to what you would charge on Airbnb? Well, the daily rate is about six times what I would have gotten for that space. So regularly it'd be four hundred bucks a night. So I'd be making twelve hundred bucks in three nights versus seventy five hundred dollars mm, for three wow. nights. So that's six times my going rate. <laughs> <laughs> I understand Let's... why you're excited about this now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it can be, you know, great. And and so for me, the filming days, usually they'll pay you more. And then as a general rule, prep days are half of what they would give you for the filming mm -hmm. days. And then they might give, do a tenant buyout. Like if you have long-term tenants in the property, they might do a tenant buyout and say, we want your tenants to leave and we'll give them this amount of money. And they might do a, a per diem. I mean, when they do the buyout, they usually do a per diem too, you know, like place to stay and food, you know, mm -hmm. so... Yes, but we were so excited. I mean, well, seventy five hundred, we'll take it. Yeah, is that so? Is that a price that they kind of offer, or is that a negotiation, or do you give your price to them? Well, look, it's just like when we rent a place and we go on vacation. For most of us, the sky is not the limit, right? We have a budget, and we're looking for a certain price range. So when the location manager comes and knocks on my door, he's working with a budget. But this is what I can say. So I didn't give them a set rate. What I usually say to them is, because I really respect the industry and I understand that a location manager, he's trying to balance two things. The production company has a budget they want to meet and the property owner has money they want to make. And so that location manager is trying to balance that. Now, that location manager cannot burn the production company and they can't burn the, the property owner. So that location manager is genuinely trying to be the fairest and understands that property owners are sensitive to fairness. 
And so I respect that. So I usually just say, I'm going to be perfectly happy with your standard payouts for filming and prep days. That's what I said for $7,500. You know, if you're really greedy with the industry, they probably won't come back. And repeat, just like in short-term rentals, where repeat guests is a gold standard in the movie industry, repetition and then coming back and recommending you to another production company is gold. So I just say to them, I'll just take the standard. And then genuinely, they try to do the best they can, and they are motivated to give you the most that they can. And that's why I trust them. And that's also why I don't want to... um, really mess around with that. You can ask for more, but they are on a budget. So understand mm-hmm. they will say goodbye if they can't afford you. Right. And I mean, if they're offering six times what you typically make, then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. you don't really see too many reasons to ask for more then, right? No, no. And uh, there was like a little chip in a wall and it was nothing. So anything that happens, I just say in my mind, I'm so happy with my $7,500 because none of that stuff really matters and they fix it, you know? So it's all opportunity cost. I say yes to them for 7500 because I'd rather say yes to them for that than yes to uh, somebody else who's going to be coming in and paying less for that amount of time. So sure, worth it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. What about the payment process? I guess again, you already mentioned like, you know, you sign a contract and then yes. they, you know, just kind of wire the money, I guess, because there's no platform involved. Well, they give you a check. I mean, they do give you a check. They have accountants that they have to verify things through. And sometimes they start a production company. They open a checking account just for that production. They have checks mm. and the you know, they have to be signed by different people. And yeah, there's no issue with those because again, there's so much goodwill involved in the entertainment industry. They can't operate like that. It would really be the death of the industry if there was lack of goodwill and we Mm -hmm. couldn't rely on that. So I had no trouble. I received payment on the last prep day. Right. Is this, I also imagine that the most sold out days for the film industry is probably the weekdays, right? You know, it can vary. They do film on the weekends, but I can absolutely say that ours was a weekday shoot. So yeah, yeah, that was even better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, like, and that's the what I love about the model of renting out to on Airbnb, you know, to either tourists or visitors and then leveraging, you know, either peer space or tapping into the film industry. Because those days that are normally hard to book might actually be mm-hmm. very popular, you know, with people that looking for a photo shoot or, you know, like filming a movie, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely something that we can use to our advantage. I mean, I was telling my husband, all you have to do is start watching all the movies on Hallmark that you see, and most of them are filmed in the real downtime, like a bit more of a shoulder time here in BC. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to fight the crowds either. So it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. 
what are some other things that people should know if, if they're listening to this and they're interested? Are there, is there anything else they should know? Ooh. Okay. One thing I would say is when we do, if we have a space that we're going to offer to the film industry, our long-term renters, I actually have an addendum that I add to that. And I, I just basically say, our property is listed on Creative BC and it may be rented to the movie industry for filming purposes during prep and filming days. There's a lot of ruckus and I just explain it to them. And I say, if you support the BC film industry, then this rental space is for you. So I'm trying to get renters that are excited about that too and already see it as fun and something to be a part of and not as something to dread. So that's my part of my vetting process for long-term properties that I have listed with Creative BC. And um, mm -hmm. it works out well. And this time our renters were so excited. They're like, oh, that's so <laughs> <laughs> Right. Got it. And then I guess for your short-term properties, it's it's just a matter of blocking, the, blocking your calendar once you get like a film crew booking. That's right. That's right. And the only other thing I would tell people is this. It can be a multi-step process. So you have to know yourself and know what you want to be involved in. And by multi-step, I mean this. When they decide they want to come, the location manager comes first, picks out a handful of properties to show the director, the producer, the execs, and the people who are making the decisions. Then those people come through and look at all those different properties, maybe 10 of them that they're considering. And then they make a decision what they want. And then they bring another group of people possibly to come and look around. So I have to say this, you really should be very, I call it being a flexpert. You have to be a flexible expert and just your heart's either in it or it's not. And so maybe it might not be for you. If you find that you do that and you show your place and the movie industry never rents your space, then maybe you won't like that. Me personally, I don't mind. Sometimes I can't do it. Sometimes I let someone else do it. But I think that's a good thing to know. Like anything that has a, a, a really nice payday, you have to put effort in somewhere. That's going to be where your effort is. Those three days that you're <laughs> cruising, the other thing is you're not allowed to take any photos of the filming day. So. You can't, while they're filming, you can't take pictures, can't take pictures of the actors and actresses. You can't take pictures of anything that's going on. So just so people know, don't be offended. Lastly, I want to say this. You can have the most gorgeous space in the world, and they still may want to come in and repaint the whole thing and take all your pictures down and move your furniture around because they're going for a mood that's being set with the film. So don't be offended by that. You know, we have amazing, beautiful spaces. And I don't care if you switch it around because <laughs> sure. you're, you're renting it. I mean, you know, it's, it's different renting to the movie industry than the short-term people. I don't want short-term people to come and rearrange my house. But the industry's paying a different rate. It's a different opportunity cost there. I'm saying yes, too. So I have a different tolerance for that. Yeah, that makes sense. And one last question that just came to mind is like, let's say you buy a home and you're thinking, hey, I, wa I wanna 
I want to design this in a way that it might be attractive for the film industry in particular. Right. Is there some type of houses that they're looking for typically or the type of no. design or? First of all, I just want to say again, before I respond to this, I am not an expert, but you know, for our area, there's a lot of, you know, Hallmark stuff going on. So they're looking for homes that maybe have a historic feel that, you know, are, and businesses too, you know, they're looking for those little hole in the wall, cute little coffee shops in our neighborhood, whatever it is. But I would say, just like you would with short-term rentals, you maximize how beautiful your space looks. You make it look appealing and you make your pictures are professional. It's the same things that we do as short-term rental owners. But for a while, people can come by and nobody wants to rent and you think, well, am I doing something wrong? But it's just has to do with the script. They're trying to fulfill a need that the script itself is outlining. So mm -hmm. don't be offended. <laughs> Yeah, it's already sure. preset, you know, if they're looking mm -hmm. just in the same way, if they're looking to film in a trailer park, you know, I'm not going to be offended that they didn't come to any space that I have to rent because it's not in need of the script. Right. So um, they just they're motivated by that. But I would just say in general, make sure that your space is not cluttered. Make sure that your space is appealing and you'll get some some eyes on your property. Awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. This was really insightful. I've learned a lot of new things. I'm sure people who are listening have learned a few things and some people might be inspired by this yes. as well. Um, so I'd so. love, yeah. So if there's anybody out there who's taking action based on this episode and, you know, let, let us know, let me know, um, mm -hmm. send us an email at team at overnightsuccess.io or hit me up on Instagram, whatever, whatever channel you find me. But I'd love to love to hear from people who are taking action. We've had that in the past quite a bit where we would have a host share about like Pentac what's that bike called again? I forgot the name now. It's called I can't remember, I'm blanking on the name, but there's this really <laughs> fancy bike that you can put up in your in your home. Peloton. That's it. Peloton. Oh, is it bike. Peloton? Okay. Right. And then a few weeks later, or a couple of months later, I get emails from people saying like, hey, listen to this podcast episode, I took action. And so, you know, always love hearing the stories and uh, especially the fast action takers who jump on these type of opportunities. So Laura, before we wrap this up, let everybody know how they can find your beautiful properties in Whistler. Yes. Well, you can pretty much Google the Sweet Life Whistler, S-U-I-T-E, The Sweet Life Whistler. The other thing is I'm, I'm right in the process. I'm building my brand. I'm building my business. And I'm in the process of um, getting our direct booking website set up. And that'll be at uh, thesweetlifeforme.com. But otherwise, I also have my VRBO listing link that I gave Jasper here. And uh, hopefully you can put that up there. People can contact me if you're Wanting, if you have a property in Whistler, a ski in and ski out property, that's what I'm specializing in. Get a hold of me. I'd love to help you make more money. Awesome. Love it. And are you on Instagram as well? I am on Instagram as well, but I have to tell you, I, 
been ignoring my Instagram. But yes, I am at the Sweet Life Whistler. Laura at the Sweet Life Whistler. So yes, definitely take a look at that and yeah, get in contact. That would be fun. Awesome. And obviously I'll put all the links in the show notes that you can find on getpaidforyourpet.com. And you can if you want to see the beautiful pictures that Laura shared from her uh, movie uh, career, then uh, check us out <laughs> on YouTube, right? You can watch all these all these podcast episodes on YouTube. So right awesome, Laura. Well, thanks so much for, for joining. And uh, thanks, I hope, you just, hope to see you soon in, the, in our Rising Star Mastermind. Yes, yes. Right. Bye, Jasper. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple Podcasts for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy our starter course for anybody who wants to start an airbnb business every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course Um, So if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pet, get paid for